Welcome to Entrepreneur Talks Podcast, hosted by Yola Bash and created by Women Click, which empowers financial freedom for women worldwide. Entrepreneur Talks is a podcast that covers conversations with startups, founders, innovators, and top leaders from around the world while disrupting the status quo, expanding their businesses, and bringing innovative ideas to life. Yola's conversational tone is focused on the top questions about journey and details, the ways of thinking and acting that have led these entrepreneurs to success. Entrepreneurship, leadership, mental health, funding, finances, and other issues are covered on our podcast. Subscribe now to our podcast by joining on Spotify. You can write on your web right now, www.anchor.fm slash entrepreneur talks slash subscribe. Join our podcast and enjoy this powerful conversation. Women Fleet empowers financial freedom for women worldwide. So for today, I have Ashnisha. We're going to be talking about STEAM. Let's bring women into STEAM. Let's understand a little bit more about STEAM and see how it works. So I'm so grateful and delighted to have Ashni with us today. And I hope you all enjoy our session. So, Ashni, and welcome her to our podcast session. Hello, hello, Ashni. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. And how are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm spending time with my family, enjoying some sunshine, and honestly, have no complaints today. Fantastic. So, telling that, can you tell us where you are? Because I'm all, I'm not on the sunshine, but. <laughs> having a lot of fun there what is that yeah so i was actually born and grew up in kenya and my family has been here for four generations so um i'm normally based out of toronto now like i moved there for school and then got my job and i work there uh, but at the moment as of saturday i'm i'm in town or like in kenya for the next month and a half just to spend time with family and see what I can do from a work perspective, also just getting to know the local tech scene here. And uh, and then there's uh, all of my favorites in terms of, you know, favorite food, favorite place to go to. So I'm planning to do all of that as well. That's amazing. So yes. good. One month and a half. Whoa. Oh, I wish I can go like that one day. <laughs> I say I wish that one day I will be able to. I'm You'll make it happen. <laughs> I'm supposed to go so... My aim is to be able to spend like six months there, six months here in a near future. Yeah. Six months, even if I'm going one month and coming back like 
that would be perfect <laughs> to enjoy as well. But thank you so much for sharing um, and welcome home. And I hope you enjoy and make it live, live like there is no other day. Make sure you <laughs> working <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. So and now for start, could you tell me for start? We already started, right? But could you describe yourself in three words? Oof. I know you gave me a heads up on it and I did not prepare at all. Um, I think the three words I would use is passionate, motivated, and oh, I'm trying to like think of what the word is. I know what I want to say, but I don't know the word. Uh, don't worry, we still got time. Oh, I just dropped my <laughs> Yeah, let's go with passionate, motivated, and um, like, I don't give up easily, whatever that word is. You don't, don't get give up. Don't give up. Ah, don't give up easily. Wow. Yeah. That's, it, that's really powerful. <laughs> if you are a woman, you get ready. No, but if you are a man as well, that's, that's the way. <laughs> the message is for everyone. But uh, as you know, we empower women to achieve financial freedom through women flicks. But, so our main focus is women, but we always welcome men. So the message is for all. So Ashni, your, you, your three words are passion, motivated, and don't give up easily. Okay. So- Oh, actually I remember the word. It's resilient. Resilient, right. that's the resilient. word, yeah. Well, oh, I'm glad I remembered it. <laughs> Give up easily is good as well. It tells everything in three, four words, resilience. Um, so starting from passion, what is your passion? Or what you why you what is what you are passionate about? Yeah, I'm really passionate about trying to leave the world better than I found it. And you know, I, I have this as my sort of mission statement in my emails on my Twitter account. I'm on a mission to build a better tomorrow. And I love the word build in that because I'm a software developer. And as a software developer, I can build things, I can code things, um, but I want to find ways of doing it where I'm having a positive output in the world. Like I'm creating tools or I'm creating products or solutions that are helping other people be better. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Solutions yeah. help people to get it better. Bring a little bit more about that. <laughs> Bring it more. <laughs> I think that's going to be a lot of what we're talking about today, for sure. <laughs> right. So that will tell us who, what do you do? What is your, <clears throat> what do you do for life? Yeah. Do um, so my, currently I'm a startup founder. Um, I'm building a company called Hype Docs. Uh, Hype Docs is actually spanned from my own personal experience as an immigrant woman of color living in Canada and working at tech companies. And um, what my experience is, is not uncommon to many folks around the world, which is, um, you know, one of the first jobs I had out of university. I had a racist, sexist manager who really made my life miserable. Oh. And uh, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't just me. It was every person of color on our team had that exact same experience. Your Unfortunately, oh, can you hear me? I can, but it's doing some little noise. Oh, stop! No, can you hear that noise? No. Nope. Mm, I'm hearing a noise. 
Sorry to stop you. No worries. Is this any clearer? No. It is um, like a connection from no. These things happen. This technology. You know? I'm gonna switch and back. Still having. I hope. I don't, I'm not sure if it's gonna come on on the recording. Okay. Do you have any phone on you or any other gadgets uh next voice? I have my phone if that'll work. Oh now it stopped. Is your phone then? It's it's giving some how I say it's no connection but it's some disturbance. Yeah, now it's gone yes <laughs> okay. okay i'll i'll leave the setup like this and hopefully we're good <laughs> yes please so you were saying i'm so sorry we had to not a problem um yeah so i'm the founder of a company called hype dogs and hype dogs is all about helping people celebrate themselves um a lot of the inspiration for it came from my own experiences as an immigrant woman of color who has had some amazing experiences working as a developer but I've also had some horrible experiences where, you know, a manager was racist and sexist and basically made my life and every other person of colors in our team's life hell. And I, you know, like going back to my mission and my passion of wanting to make the world a better place, I, that seemed like a perfect way for me to start, which is making sure that other women and people of color, other, you know, folks that are represented in any other variety don't get that kind of treatment or get recognition for the work that they've done and so that's right. a lot of my inspiration for hype dogs and um and how or why i started building that that is my company oh wow that sounds like really hard and stubborn <laughs> <laughs> a little bit yes and could you give us uh, some share some of your experience working like i know you went through this kind of thing depends on whatever you want to bring but some yeah. of experience related with your journey um, yeah um so i'll give you i'll give you like a horrible example and then i'll give you a really great example of like the kind of experiences i hope we continue to get and uh so the first one which is a horrible example is um my manager at at a company that shall remain unnamed for now um he oh i'm like trying to pick because there's like seven stories all come to my mind right now um my <laughs> okay i think i've got one that i like um or i mean that is i think good for this context uh so i was coming up to a year at this company and the company had was sending out little gifts to everyone when you hit your year mark so right. one of the one of the other people on my team like that person and I started at the same time and they got this little gift in the mail. Uh, and it was like a mail that came to our mailbox at the office. Oh. And yeah. And like, none of us knew what it was. So we kind of all huddled around and we're like looking at it and trying to understand what it was. And our manager comes by and he's like, Oh yeah, that's just a small thank you from the company for all the hard work you're doing. And then in the same breath turns around and looks at me and says, Ashney, you're not getting one. And it, it was the most uncomfortable, humiliating thing 
Like I've been at this company for a year. We didn't have a manager for three months. I was, you know, brand new and I had to take over a lot of that responsibility. And, and you're now telling me I've done no contributions and that I don't deserve any recognition. And it was just a, you know, what, what the heck kind of moment. Um, Mm. that's probably one of the tamer stories I can share. Um, but on the flip side, I've had some incredible experiences. Um, one is at obviously another company, another manager. Uh, I was having a one-on-one with my manager at this other company and he identified very quickly that I'm the kind of person that will always raise my hand to help out with, you know, initiatives, whether it's going for a recruiting event or helping plan, you know, an internal event for our team or doing, you know, work. And he really quickly identified that and he pointed it out to me and he said, look, I love that you're doing this and this is great for your career, but you also need to remember the value of saying no. And there's one thing he said to me that I've never forgotten. And he told me, people will respect you so much more when you start saying no to them because they realize you value your time. That's right. Yes. And getting, and getting that kind of pointed advice and guidance from someone that recognized the position I was in. Like I'm saying yes to everything because as a woman of color, I have to work 10 times harder just to get recognized for one thing. Mm. But he, like he already saw what I was doing and he said, don't burn your, he basically said like, don't burn yourself out, say no to things, make sure you're able to do what's on your plate and you're, you're going to be fine at this company. And amazingly, like that was one of the best places I've ever worked at. Wow. That's really yeah. good. And what made you, how did you get into STEAM? Why, why, what is the, <laughs> what is, what is yeah. your, <laughs> you know, weirdly enough, I think I've just always enjoyed being with or around a computer and, um, I think back when I was 12 years old, and again, bear in mind, living in Kenya, I found out about Neopets, which is, you know, for folks that aren't familiar with it, it's this sort of role-playing game website where you own virtual pets um, that are called Neopets, and then you can play games to win points, and then you can use those points to buy things for your pet, create a shop, and like do a whole bunch of other things. And one of the side sort of, cultures that got created with this Neopets community was, um, you know, create websites with guides and ways for you to customize your own, you know, your own um, accounts and programs. I just fell in love with creating websites and helping people by writing guides to show them how they could do things. And that's how I got into coding initially. That was back when I was 12 years old. Now, very few girls <laughs> at 12 years old are like 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um and yeah, so that's kind of how I fell into it and I fell in love with it. Uh, I got into some amazing communities with people that um you know like we met through Neopets and some of them I'm still talk to occasionally today and this is like, you know, 15 18 years later, not aging myself or anything. Right. Um and then yeah, when when it came to picking my courses for university or like picking what I wanted to do at university, I had always thought about being a lawyer and that's something that my dad and I were very passionate about. But in North America, which is very different to London, in North America you have to do undergrad and then go to university uh, and then go to grad school as a lawyer. Right. And I didn't I didn't enjoy any of the like options like political science or history or pre-law. So my thought process was let me go into computer science. Either I will fall in love with computer science and become a software engineer, which is what happened, 
or I'll end up going to law school afterwards, but I'll have a technical background that nobody, like very few people are going to have. And that's going to make me extremely horrible because let's be honest, by the time I graduated, and this was five years ago, um, people are going to need lawyers that understood tech. And uh, fortunately, I fell in love with the tech side of things and I've been happily steaming away there. Wow. Wow. That's so good. That's so good <laughs> to hear. Thank you so much for sharing. And in your own words, how do you describe STEAM? Because it's a, it's a world, right? Yeah. I mean, STEAM is when you have hot water and it turns into air, air wave. No, I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so STEAM to me is just like anything that's, I mean, the description is obviously science, tech, um, engineering, art, and uh, math. But my my view on it is when you're kind of taking any of the more challenging subjects uh, and some of the things that have really helped take us from you know where we were 20 30 50 years ago to where we are today and where we're going to be tomorrow or in five years mm. and it's finding these really amazing ways of you know helping us live longer or helping make our lives easier in one way or another And I think that's kind of what STEAM encompasses. And it's why it's important to get more girls and more women into STEAM because, I mean, there's nothing wrong with guys doing lots of science-y things, but we need to make sure the woman's voice is heard and part of all of the experiments and part of all the science and math and engineering that's happening around the world. Yes. It is a big, it it is a big, um, I was mentioned before, um one of the, the the biggest topics right now is talking about things in general like like for example the noise is coming it's <laughs> happening again uh, like i was saying um like intelligence um artificial intelligence yeah what are your thoughts about it artificial intelligence how do you see that I think it's one of the most amazing tools that we've been able to build. I think there's a lot of cautionary tales we need to, you know, remind ourselves like movies like The Terminator, for example. They're great movies, but they're also very possibly what our future could look like. And I think it's it's important to realize the power that this technology has and create safeguards around how we use it so that it's it's being used for good and it's not being used for bad. But I think, you know, like one of the big conversations happening today, especially with ChatGPT, which, you know, for folks that are listening, if you're not familiar with ChatGPT, it's a tool where you can go and ask questions and it'll give you, you know, paragraphs and answers. Um, a lot of students are using it to write essays or answer questions at school. And there's a lot of questions around um, plagiarism and issues around that. And of course, as a person who struggled and had to write all my essays myself, I don't want that to happen. But You also have to evaluate the education system needs to change with that. The education system needs to update where, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't be teaching people how to go and write an essay from scratch, but instead how to use the tools that we have available to, to make even more effective essays, to do problem. even more effective STEM. That's really good what you just said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Very important. And, and I'm sure like, um, you guys on on this industry you guys i do websites as well so i'm part of steam right of course <laughs> of course you are you're a huge part of it <laughs> it's amazing i just realized well, oh yes yes well, of course i'm I'm, a, i'm part of this gang 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, because you were talking about coding. And I remember back in the days to create a website, it was oh, just yeah. through coding. Nowadays, we have so many other tools that is much easier. And it just comes and place everything together for ourselves. And we just need to insert the content and blah, blah, blah. But the coding, yeah. I tried and I said, what is this? For me, it was Chinese. <laughs> But I think that that's that's it exactly. And like going back to my point about the education systems need to change. You've got 14, 15, 16 year old kids that are influencers online on social media that are launching their own businesses that have websites with shops up. And then you have businesses that have been running for 25 years that are struggling because yeah. they don't know how to adapt to the digital trends. Now, tell me who's winning this scenario. You know, it's it's the most fascinating thing is like we've we've got we've got these rules and processes in place that were built on a culture or at a time that was so different to what we have today. And, and it's so easy to adapt what I'm saying, not just to tech, but to women or people of color where, you know, a lot of these rules or policies or the way that the world works were, were made, you know, hundreds of years ago when we didn't have any power or control and the world has changed so much that we need to make sure all the policies are, are getting updated with it. And one, one good point as well is that these teenagers that are influencers, they're learning by themselves. No yeah. one is teaching them on the, at yeah. school, like you were mentioned. Well. Yeah, I, I think my favorite part is they're that this really smart ones, they have courses online and they're making money teaching other people. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like they're, they're basically set up for a, a level of wealth that most of us are never going to experience. And it's because they figured out these tools all on their own at a really young age. Mm, that's so true. I have a couple of uh, young entrepreneurs in my family, and I don't know, I don't know how he did that. My one of my nephews, and I'm like, wow, he's only 16 and he's earning a lot of money just doing stuff online, which is not a bad thing. There we go yeah. once again. Uh, he's not doing, not using the tools for doing bad things or doing wrong things, but. Uh, on benefit and selling and, and providing information to others and I'm like wow he's only 16 what is going to be when he's going to be my age <laughs> because he decided probably retired honestly probably bought an island and is retired at that point <laughs> amen <laughs> he, went, he went by himself and started to look on YouTube for example YouTube it is a platform where you can learn everything nowadays uh, yeah it's always been there, but now it's a lot of young people, like you said, doing a really good use of that platform. Bringing I, I will say without fail, anytime I'm trying to learn something new, like whether it's, you know, how to implement something in a coding language, or if I'm, you know, like my, my parents might call me and say, hey, we're stuck. How do you install this? Or how do you implement this? YouTube is my number one resource. And you pretty much can get every answer on YouTube or chat GPT now as well. Yes. Chat GPT, by the way, I, I know I'm very familiar and I love it and I've been using but yeah. I think since yesterday or two days ago, a few days ago, it's been down because it's too many people using and Ooh, they Yeah, they started 
Yeah, I, I think um, Google actually announced their own version, which I think is either getting launched today or tomorrow or something like that as well. So <laughs> competitors are coming up. Yeah. Yeah, that's all really good news. <laughs> I'm so glad we are here today, Ashni, and you tell me it's good, great news. <laughs> it is, it is, it is really interesting because the way I use chat GPT, is that way? Um, makes me also understanding learning things is mm -hmm. not about getting answers it's about because when you get the answer you need to re like recheck if that answer is about what you want and yeah while you're doing that it is straight away you learning you're not just using you're learning a lot and i found yeah. fascinating me fascinates me just the way that machine works and i'm like yes, yes. it's yeah. really really good Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, possibilities are endless. Like, there's so many amazing tools that are being built on top of this, both in the medical world, the business world. Um, but it's, it's also, you know, it's important to remember that it's not the only cool technology out there. There's so many other things that are getting built as well. That's good to know. We will talk a little bit later about it. <laughs> we have time. I'm happy to. <laughs> please, please help me. Let me tell you one thing. If I can you see my myself, right? My picture. No, I, I don't see you anymore. Oh, you don't see me. So how are you no. gonna see? let's see if I oh, there we go. I see you now. No, but I want you to be the the focus. Okay, now, I see you in the bottom corner. That's right. If you see me by any chance doing this means that you're putting my finger up, means that your noise that this connection thing is coming up. All right, I will okay. do this instead of just stopping you for answering my questions and, and talk uh, sure. alone. All right, so my another question that I have for you, how was your background in technology helped you shape your mission to build a better tomorrow? I know we spoke a little bit about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a great question. So when I was younger, I, you know, both my grandma, but also just the rest of my family, we've always been looking at how we can give back to our community. And, Beautiful. you know, especially growing up in Kenya, you're literally living with people who have nothing and they live, you know, 100, 200 meters away from us, which is crazy. And um, one of the big things that, or one of the big decisions I made when I was younger is it's one thing to give them money, which is a short-term fix or a meal. Mm -hmm. It's a short-term fix. I want to make sure that wherever possible, I'm giving long-term solutions. So giving them the support, the education, the tools, the knowledge they need so that they're not reliant on begging for food or begging for basic needs. Instead, they're able to actually go and thrive and have a life outside of this. Oh, cool. And yeah, thanks. And um, as I started, you know, building my career, that's something that I've always held really true to my chest. And I've just wanted to make sure that, you know, STEM, like I mentioned earlier, it's it's ways that we can improve the, the way we live in our world today, whether it's a, building a car or, you know, a microphone. There, there's so many amazing things that we're able to do. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. But I want to make sure that I'm building things that are helping other people in some capacity. And there's there's so many ways that you could expand on that. Like, Facebook, when it first launched, was an amazing tool that helped people around the world connect in ways they couldn't before. 
today, it's kind of generally known as like an awful place. And, you know, there, there's a lot of negative stereotypes associated to Facebook. And that's where, you know, it, it depends on like the culture and the decisions you're making when as you build the company and as you continue building the product. Uh, and so I'm, you know, like I want to learn from experiences like that. And, you know, Tesla, Twitter, like there's so many incredible companies today. Um, learn from, you know, the amazing things about them, the not so amazing things about them, and then try to make sure that as I continue building my company, I'm building it in a way that I'm happy and empowered and excited and, and, and able to give back um, in whatever capacity I can. Fantastic. So your niche uh, is women. You want to make sure that you empower other women or how it works? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, for me, the easiest, like Hype Docs is a, is a product that I sell that benefits everybody. Like the way I pitch it to companies is it, it's a tool that helps everyone at your company. But the way it helps women and underrepresented folks is by leveling the playing field. Like you, so the, the core idea of the product is um, as, as an employee at a company, you're able to create goals and I, I see your finger waving i hope this is better um as an employee at a company you're able to create goals uh which are related to career development and then you're able to track the wins or the we call them hypes of the work that you've accomplished and map them to those goals so when it comes to writing self-evaluations or promo time you're able to have conversations with your manager and say hey these were your expectations of me and this is what i was able to do mm. and the reason I'm saying that is as women, as underrepresented folks, we are always so grateful to have the job that we're not going to have the conversation of I want a promotion or, you know, I, I want to earn a promotion. And even if we are brave enough to say that 99% of the time, we're overlooked for a variety of reasons. But by having this process in place that everyone is following, it levels the playing field and we are now getting the same visibility, the same respect, the same recognition, and hopefully the same opportunity to get that promotion. And so that's, that's one of the really big things that, you know, like I, I take my passion of wanting to help people and wanting to help women in particular, because that's, that's me. Um, and then building that into the type of product I'm building for everyone else. Fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Beautiful. Really encouraging. Um, can you tell me, how do you see technology being used in developing countries like Kenya to improve their economy, economic and social conditions. Yeah. Oh, I, we need a whole other hour just to answer that question, but I'll give you my high, my high answers for now. Um, <laughs> one of the trends I'm seeing in North America is you've got a lot of cool technology being built. And some of those are incredible tools like ChatGPT or, um, you know, like clean tech products or, or, uh, products that are being created to make sure we're more environmentally friendly. And those tools are great because they're helping people they're helping solve real world problems. But then you've got a lot of other tools that are like, you know, yet another social media app like Clubhouse. Nothing wrong with Clubhouse. It's a phenomenal tool, but it's not really solving a problem that's going to make a big impact in the world in, you know, in the way that I view that. Uh, whereas I find the technology that's getting built in Kenya is by people that are young and eager to solve these new problems that exist in third world countries that have never been solved. Mm. And the most amazing thing, and I think the reason that we as Africans are going to win eventually, is we get to skip so much of the intro levels of 
learning how to use technology and we get to just leverage all this research and all this work that's happened around the world and apply it directly to what it is that we need to fix or we need to solve. So a really quick example of that, um, I, you know, I'm helping my family business here in Kenya and we do a lot of, um, like we have a retail business. That's one of the businesses we have here. And one of the conversations we're having is around doing online orders and last mile delivery. Well, I know in North America, founders that are building last mile delivery using drones. That in particular won't work for our business because we've got large products that drones can't carry. But the fact that that exists in the North American market means we're able to replicate ideas and concepts like that, but build them in a way that works for our in, um, our industry, our geography, our market, and the way of our culture and our people. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Very good. And how long do you think... Um, of course, one of the you said that is a good thing that Kenya or Kenya or Africa doesn't get overloaded with all these technology technologies that happens in in the big countries like America and or Europe. But how long from now? I know you've been in this, this industry for a while. Um, from now to let's say in 10 years how do you see kenya just kenya how you 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 believe it's going to be in terms of spin yeah oh boy that's a fun question um i think the thing that hurts kenya and the thing that hurts many other third world countries is there, there are two big issues in my opinion one is around corruption which is very prevalent both here in kenya but also in a lot of third world countries and that corruption often leads to, you know, initiatives that are supposed to be really good for the company or for the country, but the corruption, that greed kind of reduces a budget for a project that should be launched to maybe a tenth of what it should be. And then that project's implementation is just not good. So that's, that's like one set of issues. The other is a lot of the decision makers, and this, this is second point is actually globally. A lot of the decision makers, a lot of the policy makers are generally older folks who don't understand technology and don't understand the power of technology. And that results in policies or rules that are getting made that don't really fit what the opportunities or possibilities are around the world. Um, mm -hmm. And a really quick example of that is what are the impacts of remote work or what are the impacts of like working from home? but you know, instead of being in Canada right now, I'm in Kenya. And like, how does it, how does that impact my taxes? And it's, it's like a whole new world of how you could live and work. But the policies and the laws are not going to change for 20, 30 years, if ever. Um, so those are, those are kind of the two biggest obstacles I think we're going to have to figure out how to overcome both locally here in Kenya, but globally as well. Yes. Um, that being said, I, 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 the most exciting things is tech companies have the ability to and are and have revolutionized the way that we do things. Um, I worked at Square, which is a finance or a fintech company. And one of the things that I learned there, and I think I learned it from, I don't remember if it was Jack Dorsey who said it or somebody else who said it, um, but Jack Dorsey is the CEO of both Twitter and Square. Um, but it was this idea that tackle the really hard problems that you're seeing, be the first mover in that market, and then work with policymakers wherever you can to change the policies. And by being first in the market or the leader in the market, you're able to shape those policies in a way that helps everyone, but also helps you as a business. And so 
Yeah. And so I think like there's a lot of opportunities and there's a lot of really exciting things that are that are coming. Um, and I think, you know, especially going back to my mission, if I want to build a better tomorrow, I think I have a much bigger opportunity of doing that by running a company and, and making that impact through a company than necessarily going into government. Hmm. Interesting. Very good. How do you see, how do you feel yourself in terms of finances when it comes to financial like uh, earning on the same world industry yeah. as a woman how do you feel are you well paid or you <laughs> <laughs> That's a really fun question so I bootstrapped my company or I've been bootstrapping for the last two and a half three years which means my finances are pretty much not non-existent right now um, I mean, I, I, I say that I've got a fair amount in savings and I'm very fortunate for that. Um, I think STEM, especially roles like engineering, give us the opportunity to actually make a lot of money. Um, mm. I don't know how familiar you are with like North American stats on like salaries for developers, but as a new grad in Toronto, or you can make a hundred thousand Canadian dollars easily, like relatively easily and that's a new grad. like you've just finished university and you're going to you're going to school oh, sorry, sorry and you're going to your first job you're saying year of per year um, or per month a year a year <laughs> no not a month um uh, i would great. move yeah. i would move now <laughs> Without yeah, um, to, to find then, a job um, a remote job in, in toronto i will be yeah. like <laughs> And then, of course, the other end of your compensation are things like, you know, what benefits are you getting? And in relation to that, what um, what stock equity are you getting in a company? Because, you know, there's certain companies where I've received stock as part of my compensation. And that stock is worth 10 times what I had when I first got it. So I like I have I have a fair amount of cushion that's allowing me to continue bootstrapping my company. Um, I think wow. STEM. Yeah. And, and I think STEM gives us as women the opportunity to go and make real money and i think the most important part of that is like be independent that we don't have to stay in relationships where we feel like we're financially dependent on our partner um yeah. but the flip side of that is a lot of these industries are generally male dominated so unfortunately we're fighting harder and a lot of the times we're fighting much longer just to get the same pay um, and I'm sure you've mm -hmm. seen the numbers. It's like 72 women earn 72 cents to every dollar that a man earns. So we're, we're still fighting with those discrepancies and we're, we're working on bridging the gap, but it's significantly better in the tech industry than most other industries. Mm -hmm. Very good. Again, the noise is coming, but you are also, I can't, I can see you, but you, you've been here with the same <laughs> picture. You're, you're, yeah, I know. I realized I for I'm, I'm not sure why. <laughs> but anyway, we are about to finish. I just want to ask you one more question. And Go thank ahead. you so much, again, Ashley, for each one of your answers. Really, really powerful. And my last one is, can you say or can you talk about your efforts to get more girls and women involved in STEM? And what motivates you to do this work, like to encourage other women? So let's give the last, the last one. Oh boy, uh, last question is always a big question. Um, <laughs> I'm. There are so many instances and examples where 
a product is created or a decision has been made, a policy has been created that doesn't make sense for women. And with the opportunities that we have with technology moving forward, I want to make sure women are part of the conversation so that as these things are being created, we're able to have an active part of that conversation. And when I say like things, um, when I when I say that these decisions or you know like technology or products are are being created that aren't really good for women, there are um, you know there's so many examples where in the medical space women right. were not part of research that was conducted on like medication, for example, heart um, the impact of a heart attack. They're very very different in women than they are in men but when research was being conducted about it was only happening on men not women and we were left out of that conversation and so i'm really hoping we're able to avoid that and make sure that we are part of it conversations moving forward so that all tools all technology have some form of representation and so that's that's part of what empowers me to want to make sure that we have more folks joining and so um i because I've been a founder for the last two and a half years, I have most of my is dedicated towards that. But wherever I'm able to, I'm always going out, giving talks to, um, you know, girls, students that are in the STEM space, um, offering mentorship hours. You know, anytime a girl reaches out to me or a young woman reaches out to me, I will give them a half hour. I'll give them an hour. We can have, have a virtual chat, talk about career development and, you know, make introductions or opportunities wherever I can and um, really, really try to, ensure that you know like they don't have the horrible experiences i did and if they do they're able to get the help report that they need uh, i know my screen has done a lot of things um so i will stop there for now and hopefully you were able to hear all of that yes i i i hope you can see me i'm just on the on your side on the screen can you oh, because you froze them, I, so I'm sure. yeah it's um i i see your frame is there but you're both people are frozen for me right now <laughs> Okay, no worries. So thank you so much for joining me today. And no before I say goodbye, I also would like you to say to my audience where they can find you uh, on social media or websites, anything that you are, you are uh, happy to, to share with the audience. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for giving me that chance. Um, so you can find me, uh, you can find me online. Um, my company's website is hypedocs.co and um, all the social media accounts are h-y-p-e-d-o-c-s-c-o um, that's like twitter instagram tiktok and then if you ever want to reach out to me personally and please feel free to i always love getting messages from people uh you can find me at um like linkedin instagram yeah. um and my handle on all of them is ashney Estra. so that's a a-A-S-H-N-I-S-S-H-A-H. -S -S -H -H. Um, or just Google my name and hype pretty quickly. Well, yes. <laughs> I'm sure you know exactly how to be there. So, yes. oh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Hashni. Uh, and just to let you know, everyone that is watching now, if you click under the, um, the video, it's going to be the description and all this information about Ashley, uh, contact details or social media, you will be able to find there. Um, once again, 
So I'm going to say goodbye to you, Ashni. And I'm very, very grateful for your presence. And I wish you all the best and continue doing this amazing work you're doing, being passionate, motivated, and someone that doesn't give up easily. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As if on cue, my video continued to work. As if on cue. You are back now. I can see you and you know frozen and anything. Uh, thank yeah. you so much uh, once again. It's a pleasure to have you here. And of course, we're going to get gonna keep in touch. And like I said, anyone, you can just contact Ashni and collaborate or request any any support on anything so she's happy to to support to help all right ashley you take care god Likewise. bless you have a great day and thank you for having me and to everyone tuning in thanks for listening thank you bye. bye so we came to the end my session today was a little bit longer which i love it i'm so grateful for your presence as well and let's give a clap to Ashni. Uh, it was amazing to, to be able to talk about STEM. And, and I hope you enjoy it as well. And I see you next week. Entrepreneur Talks is a podcast that covers conversations with startups, founders, innovators, and talk leaders from around the world who are disrupting the status quo, expanding their businesses, and bringing innovative ideas to life. Yola's conversational tone is focused on the top questions about journey and details, the ways of thinking and acting that have led these entrepreneurs to success. Entrepreneurship, leadership, mental health, funding, finances and other issues are covered on our podcast subscribe now to our podcast by joining on spotify you can write on your web right now www.anchor.fm slash entrepreneur talk slash subscribe join our podcast and enjoy this powerful conversation. Women Fleet empowers financial freedom for women worldwide.